0: Welcome to Urban Wilderness, a podcast about Tulsa's favorite place to hike, bike, run, or get lost in nature, Turkey Mountain. I'm Tip Crowley, and on this episode, Ryan Howell talks with Dieter Rudolph, Forest Stewardship Coordinator with the Oklahoma Forestry Services. They discuss the upcoming prescribed burns at Turkey and how it will affect the ecosystem. So stay tuned as we join Ryan and Dieter on location at Turkey Mountain. Support for this podcast comes from fleet feet tulsa broken arrow focused on getting people into high quality properly fitting footwear offering training programs that help lead people on their fitness journeys from 5k to full marathon for more information visit fleetfeettulsa.com and from fat tire bike shop offering bikes and accessories for riders of all ages and skill levels including mountain road gravel and e-bikes with locations in downtown Tulsa, South Tulsa, Broken Arrow, and Oklahoma City. More information at com.
1: I'm out at Turkey Mountain Urban Wilderness right now, and I am standing next to Dieter Rudolph. He is with the Oklahoma Forestry Services, and he's been coordinating with us on a lot of the prescribed burn Planning that we've been doing out here, as well as invasive species control and management. So, uh, Dieter, welcome to Urban Wilderness.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me out here. I've been excited to work with everyone here.
1: So let's start off with how did you get into? Let's start off with a little bit about Dieter. How did you get into forestry service management?
0: Well, I mean, I got into forestry because of Boy Scouts. I You know, went through uh, my Boy Scout career, did Forestry Merit Badge, really liked it, and just kind of proceeded from there. Uh, So that's how I really got into it. I really like working for state government because I like working with the people as opposed to, you know, working on just small property uh, that you never get to move around. I get to see the state, and that's, you know, why I got to Oklahoma, why I got to the state, and why, you know, I do what I do.
1: So, Dieter, what kind of knowledge, what kind of education do you have to have to be in the role you are with Oklahoma Forestry Services?
0: So, most foresters uh, have a degree in either forestry or something closely related, something in the natural resources, I mean, we see a lot of ecologists, a lot of wildlife uh, specialists as well. Um, My degree is specifically forestry uh, with the focus on forest management. We call that silver culture, and that's just basically the art of managing a forest to reach the outcomes that we want that also mirrors what is good for the ecosystem.
1: And how long you been doing this?
0: With Oklahoma, 11 years, um, and then about one year with Indiana as well. So 12 years total.
1: Man, and you've seen a lot of the state, huh? Like um, what kind of, can you kind of give us a little bit of like what's your daily life look like?
0: Uh, It really changes. it changes from day to day and season to season. I do a lot of work with uh, just private landowners where I'm out one-on-one with them talking about they're anywhere from one acre to hundreds of acres. Uh, then I also do a lot of work with groups like River Parks Authority where I'm collaborating and just kind of bringing larger scale management, uh, you know, state parks, wildlife management areas, uh, city parks, uh, just about anything. Uh, really like building partnerships because these are some of the landowners that have some of the larger force that really impacts the public because that's where the people go.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about let's talk Turkey and what happens. For those of you listening, remember that we initiated the master plan. We've gone under construction with some of our trail work. We've started some invasive species eradication. So give us a brief, Dieter, if you wouldn't mind. Give us a brief overview of what, from a forestry perspective, what Turkey is right now, like what kind of forest we're in, what we're seeing when we look around, um, you know, what condition it's in, et cetera.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, Turkey Mounted, it's actually really close to kind of what's happening throughout the state. For the most part, it's Cross Timbers Forest, which is, it's an oak hickory forest, which is dominated by post oak and blackjack oak especially. And what we're kind of really seeing across the state, as well as at Turkey Mountain, is the land was heavily used at the early 1900s for agriculture, and then it was just kind of abandoned. And the trees came up, and they just managed themselves for, you know, 100 years. The issue that we're running into in a lot of places, including Turkey, is uh, historically there was a lot of fires that would just periodically come through. It could be every year. could be every 5, 10 years. But the point is, there was some major disturbance that came through, and that forests, our forested ecosystems really kind of developed with that. So over the last 100 years, we haven't had that as much. And as a result, the forests are now getting overstocked, which means there's just too much, too many trees to uh, compete with the available resources, you know, water, nutrients, sunlight. Um, And as a result from that, now we're seeing a lot of trees dying, especially over the last decade when we've had water being really limited. We've been under droughts, I think bad droughts live 5 years and then you know mediocre droughts another couple years after that so these trees are now competing with each other And we're seeing a lot of trees die. So one of the best things that we could be doing is bringing back a disturbance regime. Uh, In some cases, we could be putting prescribed fire on the ground. In other cases, we could be just coming in with a chainsaw and thinning out the forest. Uh, The point is we're trying to replicate what happened before we really altered the irregular regime of disturbances, the fire.
1: You're telling me that Turkey Mountain as a wild space. You know, the the whole master plan is around keeping Turkey Mountain wild. You're telling me that I'm looking at this beautiful green forest out here, and it's not the wild that it should be?
0: That's right. If you leave nature alone, it's going to manage itself, but it doesn't always manage it in the way that we want it to or in the way that it would have before we came in and altered things just with us having a big community here. Um, The big thing right now with Turkey Mountain is there's A lot of trees that are just kind of dying because of competition. And then the other thing is there's a lot of invasive species coming in. And a lot of our invasive species, one of the biggest ones here is a privet. They come in because someone thought they were nice 100 years ago in their yard. Or they might have got planted for wildlife before we knew it would be an issue. But it just kind of spread. And they've got... No natural competitors. They've got no uh, pests that kind of keep their population in check. And as a result, now Turkey Mountain's got a lot of privet in the understory. And why that causes an issue is it's blocking sun from hitting the ground, which we talked about this was being a cross forest with a lot of oak and hickory. Both of those species need that sunlight hitting the ground to really regenerate. So with no regeneration, there's no young oak and hickory. Now... Our forest is going to change, and if the only thing that's in the understory is privet, then eventually that's going to be the only thing you have because nothing else could grow underneath it.
1: And I can tell you, probably everybody doesn't want a forest that's full of nothing but bushes, right? <laughs> so the, so we kind of touched on fire management. So the forest, in a sense, was adapted and evolved in its natural state to have fire be a part of it, to regenerate and be a healthy forest.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, A lot of our oaks in general, any forest type that's really dominated by oak needs some kind of disturbance that comes through. And that's just because it needs something to open up the canopy enough that sunlight hits that floor to have other trees growing, to have the regeneration layer coming up. And without it, if you keep it uh, without any disturbance, you're going to have that closed canopy so there's no sunlight hitting the ground. And you're only going to get trees that can handle that intense shade coming up and eventually it will change what the forest looks like because of that
1: so we're looking at reintroducing the the fire reintroducing fire to make turkey mountain more ecologically balanced to what it was before a hundred years ago when white people arrived and they started putting out every fire that threatened their farms and threatened their livestock and and since then we haven't had any fires out here for you know 60 plus years so talk to me what is prescribed fire for the layman who doesn't know?
0: So prescribed fire is basically our way of trying to reintroduce fire in a safe way, as safe as we can make it. Uh, One of the issues we see without this prescribed fire, especially in the Western states, is we're starting to see really large wildfires coming up everywhere. And there's a lot of different contributing factors to that. But one of them is there's a lot of wood on the ground. There's a lot of things to burn. So this prescribed fire, will help in one way because it's going to burn off some of that stuff on the ground. We call it reducing fuel levels. And all that really means is we're just keeping um, the understory fairly clean so that if a fire were to happen without our intent, it's going to be smaller scale. Uh, The other thing that prescribed fire is going to help with is because our, a lot of our forests are overstocked, there's just too many trees, it's going to start thinning out those trees in the same way that it would have before we started removing fire 100 years ago. And by removing those trees, we're going to have a forest that has more available resources in regards to how many trees are there. There's going to be just less competition. And it's also another great thing about it is the nutrients, the everything inside the tree, that's going to break down under a fire that any of the wood that burns and it's going to be returned to the soil, which is then going to be taken up by the remaining trees. So overall, that fire is going to thin out the forest, it's going to return all the nutrients back to the uh, nutrient cycle at a pretty rapid response as opposed to just trees breaking down over years. And it's going to um, increase the sunlight that's hitting the ground, which is going to help oak regeneration. But the other thing it's going to do, will bring a lot of uh, forbs back into it, a lot of your flowering plants, which is great for browse for a lot of wildlife. It's great for pollinator habitat because all those plants will start flowering. Uh, it's really, it, it's not just the forest that we're managing. We're managing all the things that use the forest as well.
1: Wow. So, so wait, so y- you mentioned earlier that we're going to, bring fire to the mountain in a controlled way so that we won't have an uncontrolled fire like they're seeing in the West, like they're seeing in California with these giant wildfires. Because a lot of people, when they hear fire in the woods, that's the first thing they think of, but this is totally different.
0: That's one of the goals. Of course, fire is unpredictable in nature in itself, so there's no guarantees. But with doing this, we're reducing the risk of any of those larger wildfires from happening.
1: And then you touched on the, uh, the benefit for habitat. What we hear a lot is a lot of people, we said, hey, you know, we're going to bring, we're going to reintroduce fire, um, which is going to reduce in the fuel loads, but it's going to bring these forbs up and improve the habitat for species. So it's going to make it, we're going to see more wildlife out here potentially? We're going to make the habitat a
0: lot more um, available to the wildlife, which should bring more out as a result of it.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty great because, you know, we don't we want to make improvements for not just the forestry health, but also the deer and the armadillo and everything else that lives out here and things. And I think opening up the canopy, allowing sunlight to hit the floor, bringing up those forbs and other things. Um, So out of curiosity, privet, right? Privet can't be it's not eaten by anything that we know of.
0: It's eaten, but it's not useful. I've heard it described that privet is like the ice cream for birds. They'll eat the berries, but they're not really getting the benefits, the nutrients that they might need from it. So it's more like something that's filling their belly, but not really helping them. And the other thing it will do is it reduces the pollinator habitat because there's nothing that grows underneath it, which as a result limits, you know, your small bugs, caterpillars, things like that, which those are what your birds would be eating. Those are what some of your smaller uh, animals would be eating. So by having privet, it doesn't add anything, and it's taking away a lot of um, available habitat as a result.
1: So let's get into the specifics then. We're going to look at reintroducing fire, hopefully pretty soon, to Turkey Mountain. What does that process look like from the outside? What am I going to see if I'm, you know, driving by Turkey Mountain?
0: Well, the first thing you'll see if you're driving by on a day that we're doing a prescribed burn is you're going to see smoke. There's going to be smoke just piling up and some of it might rise, some of it might stay low, depending on what the wind is doing. But that's going to be the first thing you'll see. And following that, once you go onto the property, you know, day, week, month, afterwards, is you're going to see a lot of black. There's going to be some uh, soot on the ground. There's going to be some scars on the trees. It's going to look different. A lot of that stuff that was on the ground layer is going to be burned up. But if you then come back, you know, in two, three, four months, now all of the nutrients have returned. The sun is hitting the ground. And since we're looking at doing the prescribed burn in the winter, once the growing season starts, everything is going to be prepared for that forb layer to come up. And then following that, you're going to see a lot more uh, native tree regeneration. You're going to see a lot more oaks and hickories growing in the understory. And all of this is happening within three to six months after a burn. Now, unfortunately, you're going to see some invasive species popping up, too, because the seed is still there. But now we're having these invasive species that are coming up are plants that are only maybe knee level, as opposed to ones that are 10 feet tall. And so that alone is, makes it a lot easier to manage and reduce on the property.
1: The Oklahoma Forestry Service, um, they recently sent us a, like a 90-page prescribed burn management plan. Can you tell us what that plan looks like and kind of what goes into the the writing of that prescription for the management plan for fire at Turkey Mountain?
0: So our management plans, there's a lot of things that go into it. And in this case, this is a really in-depth one. Part of that was because this is in the middle of Tulsa, it's a high use area, so we want to make sure to cover every single aspect of it. The first thing that goes into it is having the foresters walk the property with the landowners, the land managers, uh, talking to the public who uses it to get the idea of what the goal is for the land. So the goal is to talk with the landowner and the land manager and the public to see what they want done with the property because you can manage a forest in a lot of different ways to highlight different aspects of it. Um, so with kind of having that discussion, we now know where we want to start. And then after talking with everyone, we'll send out foresters and they'll walk the property a little more in depth. They might do a timber cruise, which is basically just going and taking a sampling of what trees are there to know, you know what kind of species, what we might need to remove, what we want to focus on keeping and just to overall get a stock of what is present so that we know how to manage it. And then after that, it just comes to working with that data as well as what is desired to flesh out an overall plan. And since this one also has a prescribed fire aspect to it, then we put in a burn plan, which is basically looking at all the resources once again and seeing what the goal is and putting down kind of the parameters of you want to do burns under these conditions to reach to reach your end goal um, and just kind of create all the burn units. And what that is is just which areas will burn all at one time. And all of this is to just plan it out so that we can mitigate as much of the risk as possible while also having maximizing the benefit to the ecosystem.
1: And this is not something you do willy-nilly. I mean, there's like hundreds of years of like Uh, science behind writing this prescription, right? You're looking at like temperature, humidity, wind speed, all of those things are factored into when you're able to burn?
0: Yeah, everything with our burn plan is based off of uh, ongoing science, which is always updating itself. There's always more research going in, uh, both for the prescribed fire aspect and just the forest management aspect. So everything we do, we're using our education, we're using the most up-to-date uh, resources uh, to in order to stay both up to date and to maximize our impact
1: so I'm going to come out to I'm going to get a notification I'm going to see on the news that y'all are about to do a prescribed burn at Turkey Mountain and that Turkey Mountain will be closed we're going to close the entire mountain when the crews are out here performing the prescribed burns you guys show up weather conditions aren't right what happens
0: if the weather conditions aren't right then we can't really do the burn and a lot of that is just for safety reasons uh, we want to maximize the safety we want to reduce the risk and the other thing is we want to make sure we're hitting our target for how we manage the ecosystem if the weather conditions say are too dry our fire might be a lot hotter than we want it to be and what that's going to result in is more trees dying uh, now if the weather's too if the conditions everything's too wet we might not get the fire to the heat that we want it And as a result, the privet's not gonna die or it's, the forest isn't gonna thin itself out. So we just, we need to try and get within the parameters that we want in order to get the goals that we want.
1: With the prescribed burn plan, we're trying to restore the health of as much of Turkey Mountain as possible. What does the long-term goal, what does long-term management look like from the perspective of the Oklahoma Forestry Services and river parks?
0: Uh, Long-term management really is just trying to establish a uh, pattern, basically, a management pattern, a disturbance regime. And that's going to vary because this is 600 acres we're looking at, and it's very different. You've got some areas that are on top of a mountain. You've got some areas in the bottom. So each area kind of has its own management practices that go with it. But to sum it up, it's going to be basically a return of fire, And that's not to say that we're going to do one burn and walk away and never come back. No, the goal is to come back every couple years, every 10 years, depending on what we want, and to run another fire through it. And that's just to mimic what happened hundreds of years ago when there would be periodic small fires that happened across the landscape.
1: So in order to return Turkey Mountain to keep it wild, to return it to wild, we need to keep fire on the land periodically every five years, every 10 years, just depending on what that looks like. And so... Hopefully, in the future, fire will become uh, reintroduced. It'll be a part of Turkey Mountain and the landscape that we see on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: All right, Dieter, thank you for joining us today here on Urban Wilderness. And for those of you listening at home, We are looking to try and do prescribed burn management in the near future here at Turkey Mountain, and we'll be putting out press releases and notifications on social media as well as other media. So do be on the lookout for that, because when the prescribed burns happen, we will be shutting down the mountain for the day, um, because they'll be coming out and doing it in the day. If we were able to do a burn that day, if conditions are right, the mountain will probably be open maybe the day after, maybe one day, depending on how um, the burn goes and how everything goes, but it is a controlled science burn. And so we'll be working with Tulsa fire department, Tulsa police department, and the Oklahoma forestry services to bring this medicine, to bring this prescription to Turkey mountain that it so desperately needs.
0: Thanks for joining us on urban wilderness, the official Turkey mountain podcast. Right now, big changes are happening at Turkey. Be sure to follow Turkey Mountain on social media to get the latest news on prescribed burns, new trails, and the master plan. Now go get lost at Turkey Mountain.